You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon from Explore the Bible Students, back with you for session three of our summer study of Job in Ecclesiastes, and we find ourselves in Job 19, 19 through 29. This is session three, and it's titled The Redeemer. Our central truth is even in our darkest times, there's a Redeemer who loves us and offers us hope. We're going to see Job really need some hope in this passage, Um, really need to know that he has a Redeemer who loves him, Um, and he struggles even to believe that, but we do see a glimmer that in this passage that he is, he is looking to to God, he is looking for a Redeemer, um, because what we see happen in this passage is, um, not only, Job's in a really bad spot, because like, not only does he feel like uh, he's misunderstood by God, and that, um, He's struggling to come to terms with his suffering, but also he feels like his friends uh, aren't really, don't really believe him. Like, have you ever gone through something really difficult, a really difficult time, and someone you thought would believe you and support you and be there for you just wasn't, and just didn't believe you, didn't have your back, didn't have your side? Um, that's 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 tough. I think Job expected his friends to hear about his difficulty and tragedy and understand and respond with some compassion. Um, it was bad enough to feel like God was against him, right? But Job, Job hoped at least his friends would be sympathetic on some level. But instead of being sympathetic, his friends continued to insist that there must be some horrible sin, some awful thing that Job's done that he needed to repent from. Because they're coming into the situation with an answer to that question about the problem of evil, like, why do... You know, why is there evil in the world? Well, Job's friend's answer is really simple, and it's that, well, there's evil in the world because people do evil things, and God only allows suffering. You know, why is there suffering in the world? Well, there's suffering in the world. People suffer because they do bad things, and they're saying, Job, you're suffering because you did something wrong, like you sinned against God in some great way, and now you're paying for it. So they just refuse to believe that Job's innocent, that he's that he he's not suffering for his own sinfulness. Um and so, like, there, that's easy to fall into believing that, but it, it doesn't ac- accurately convey the reality of the, the broken world we live in. Like, I think something your students need to grapple with, and we all need to grapple with as, as followers of Jesus, is that people, yeah, sometimes people suffer because of their own sinful actions. Like, um, simplest example might be, like, someone um, steals something, and so then they have to pay a fine or go to jail or whatever it is. Um, like, that's... That's you facing the consequences of your own own sin. But plenty of people in this world suffer for the sins of others. You know, um, you think of the way some people are abused or neglected or all, all kinds. Like, those are all examples of, uh, of suffering people face that's not their fault, right? And so we live in a complexly, deeply broken world. And, um, and we don't often know why we suffer. But it is clear... That by from the Bible, that our God does allow His children to suffer sometimes, and sometimes greatly. And why, while people certainly do sometimes suffer as a consequence of their own foolish decisions, we should not, like Job's friends, jump quickly to the conclusion that this is the case with regard to our own friends who suffer or to our suffering. Um, let's dig deeper. Let's think more carefully, because if we don't, if we're not willing to dig deeper and see the world. And with a, a, a more complex lens, we're liable to hurt people that God's put in our lives to love and serve. We're rather to make things we're 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 liable to make things worse for people that we would like to to help. 
Um, so Job's in a tough spot. He feels abandoned by God. He feels abandoned by his friends. And we see a hint here that his ultimate hope is in a Redeemer. Verse 25, but I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the end he will stand on the dust. Even after my skin has been destroyed, yet I will see God in my flesh. I will see him myself. My eyes will look at him, not as a stranger. My heart longs within me. Um, Job trusts that God will somehow um, work in his life to make things right and good. Um, while Job was looking to be redeemed out of his suffering right now, he expressed a hope that in the end, he would be welcomed into a close and personal relationship with God, which is the ultimate type of redemption. You see how that gives us perspective on the frustrating circumstances in our life, lives? If we really believe that God is eternally for us, that he will redeem us in the end, if not, if not in this particular situation that you find frustrating, he will redeem us in the end, um, that gives us the hope and the perspective we need to continue trusting him in the midst of difficulty. Um, so let's look to God for our ultimate hope. Let's root our hope ultimately in him. Because when we do, um, things can get really gnarly, really bad in our lives, and we still have hope, and we still have peace, and we still have some semblance of joy. Um, but let's also ask God to give us perspective on the world and perspective on his vast holiness so that we might love people well even when things are going really difficult for us. Or we might love people who are suffering, right? It's really important um, to think of how we might develop a more accurate, more biblical view of ourselves and the world around us and, our ne- and all of our need for grace and the joy that comes from, from seeking him even when things are difficult. Um, that's, that's a promise you have in this passage that God will sustain you, that God will be with you, that God will guide you, that God will give you ultimate joy, no matter how rough the waters of your life are right now. Um, That's good news. That's really good news. Thanks for your time. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week as we unpack session four. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.